Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. We are not a spoiler-free podcast, so make sure you've seen the movie or movies we're talking about before you listen. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. I'm your other host, Chris, and welcome back. Uh, uh, so I hope everyone had a very lovely fourth... Uh. <laughs> well, I hope everyone had a, a great Fourth of July weekend. Uh, we recorded it and released uh a really awesome episode about jaws so we had a lot of fun this is not chris's leftover fourth of july celebrations. no no it's terrible um well no jaws is not terrible jaws is great and it's a much much better way to spend fourth of july than watching uncle sam i would agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly Um, so just as a disclaimer, I apologize if, if this ends up actually being in the episode. I have, like, the worst case of hiccups ever. It's terrible. And I, I've, I've been having it for the last two days. So, I'm sorry, Dreadbulls. This The audio quality of this episode. Someone needs to go scare Chris. Please do. I, I hate I hate the hiccups. I hate it. It looks, it looks terrible on the levels. So, I'm sorry, but Rai, what are we reviewing today? So, today we are diving into a really, really gory character, and I'm really excited because Chris and I haven't really done anything, like, too super gory. I feel like we've done some things that have, like, gore elements, except for, like, maybe Audition, but that was also just a whole mindfuck of a movie. This is... A really gory slasher movie with a clown that could give Pennywise a run for his fucking money. We are talking all about Art the Clown today and Damien Leone's twisted mind bringing this character to life. And I'm super excited because I'm a huge, huge fan of Art the Clown. Knowing how gory this shit is, I don't think Chris has seen either one of these movies. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about it, especially because I'm pretty sure I've said on the show, like, body horror might not be my thing, but there is just something about a good slasher movie or a really, really, really gory movie that I that I that I I'm sort of at peace with. We're doing All Hallows Eve from 2013 and Terrifier from 2016. Um, so, right, I don't want to burst your bubble. Burst away. I was very lukewarm about Art the Clown and these movies in general. Now, my, like, like, my opinion could change while talking with you, talking with you, because you're correct, I've never seen these movies before. Um, and actually, this is probably my first introduction to Art the Clown. And it's weird because, like, I love gore. Like, you know me. Like, the dreadful, the dreadfuls know me. Like, I, um, I love body horror. You know, um, um, you know, I, I love the Saw movies. Um, m- most movies, um, you know, gore doesn't really bother me. Um, oh, did it bother you in this one? No, it's not the gore. It was just, it was everything else. It was just like I. The the story. I mean, I mean, okay, yeah. So let me preface this. Like, I understand. I understand what this movie's trying to emulate. It's trying to emulate like the classic slashers of the '80s. Um, 
both films have that type of feel to them, like the schlockiness, uh, the music, uh, even how the movie was shot. It looks faded. It looks like the movie was filmed using technology from the 70s and 80s. It, it was trying to re replicate that look, even though characters were, were using smartphones and stuff like that. Um, but maybe, I don't know. It was weird. Maybe I was expecting more substance, more plot, but I feel like I, I'm sound, I'm sounding contradictory. We talked about films in the past where the plot premise w was very simple. Um, or the, the plot, let's say, like, The Purge. Like, they, you take, like, a, a regular idea and you just twist it enough where it just becomes slightly ridiculous, but it, but then it creates a proving grounds where you can really really explore what it means. So, like, The Purge is, like, all 24 hours, all crime is legal, um, and, which is cool. Um, and they managed to create an entire fr franchise out of it. For here, like the this the franchises or like the the plots are super sim uh super simple, um especially with uh Terrifier, it's like you know a a crazy serial killer dressed up as a clown stalks and tries to kill and torture you know a bunch of young teenagers or a bunch of people in this dilapidated apartment. Uh, great, that's fine, cool, but like. Um, it's just like I, I w I felt disengaged and bored a a lot throughout these films. I felt more bored about Terrifier though. Um, I thought I thought All All Hell's Eve it switched up the pacing, uh, or switched up the tone and the the rhythm be by switching between inside the VHS as with three different anthology stories and then it jumped back out with the bridging narrative or like the babysitter trying to care take care of the kids and like some creepy thing in the house but the terrifier like the plot was just so i mean i don't the plot's simple fine that's not i mean that and it's i don't i think how it was executed i just didn't like it it, it just seemed to meander and i Obviously, I feel like the the more the the more focus on this was the spectacle and the gore. I mean, I think and and the schlock. Um, but I I think this is one of those fil films, and I feel like again, I feel like I'm contradicting myself on other episodes. But this this particular one, I just felt like it was too much of a good thing. Like <laughs> like the gore. I was just like okay, like I was like. Okay, yeah, oh, uh, five seconds, another gore scene. Five seconds, another gore scene. Okay, well, great. This is all gore. I'm not... I, I don't... I don't... I, I'm, I'm trying to make sense. Like, there wasn't anything to keep me engaged except for the gore, and I felt like... It's like, okay, why? Well, what's there beyond the gore? And, and I... And I, I, I... And again, like, the, for me, like, Art the Clown, like, he wasn't... I didn't feel like he was a compelling enough character to like drive my interest through, and maybe that's just because he doesn't he's, he doesn't talk. I can understand how awesome his portrayal is. I can understand why he has he has such a fan fan cult following. Uh, cult following. It just didn't really scratch push my buttons. I was just like um like I was like 
this movie was only it was pretty short. I think it was only like 90 minutes, or both of them were 90 minutes. And I found both of them to be incredibly dragging. Like I what is this? When is I didn't feel really any sort of excitement or thrills. I was just like, oh okay, yeah. I don't know. So I'm sorry to burst that bubble. But maybe maybe at the end of this episode, my opinion will change. But like, I I did, I just didn't like I I just didn't really like Art the Clown. I didn't think he was that deadful. Like he was just like a. I mean like I th- and I th- you know they they try to especially with um All Hallows Eve. They try. They gave him a more supernatural bent, which was a, I thought was more interesting, a little bit. But with this, with Terrifier, like they gave you so many different extrapolations, and it's just like it just to me, providing that that much flexibility is like oh he's a, he's just like a regular serial killer. Oh wait, maybe he's maybe he's maybe he's like a devil, <gasps> or maybe he's like a supernatural. Uh, it has supernatural powers. To me, it just took away from the characters. Like I don't understand what they're trying to do with this character. I just I and it just took away from it. So anyway, I was rambling. I don't I don't really that very lu- very lukewarm on this film. So here's the thing: the fact that we're sort of opposed right now. I think. I mean, let the listeners be the judge, but I think that that almost makes for a more intriguing conversation because not that I'm going to convince you of anything because I'm not going to try but I think that the fact that we are opposing on this gives it a different spin because more often than not in most of our episodes with again the exception of the Poughkeepsie tapes we are have been on the same page so I don't care that you felt lukewarm like I'm kind of like I'm kind of bummed because I kind of, I, you know me, I always want you to like anything that I throw at you that you've never seen before, but it doesn't bother me nearly as much because I felt the same way you did the first time I saw All Hallows Eve. The first time I saw- Oh, so it wasn't just me. No, 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 no. <laughs> the first time I saw All Hallows Eve, I understood it was an anthology movie. I understood the vibe they were going for, but for me, it didn't get there. But I w- was intrigued by Art the Clown because there was something about him. There's something about him, especially when you look at him, that is really off. And I love that. And I think that him as a character hooked me enough that when I heard that Terrifier had, wasn't being made, was already dropped. Like it was already in the world. And they had a lot of issues. Like Damien Leone had a lot of issues leading up to Terrifier in terms of distribution. Like, he was one step away from self-distribution before someone from Dread Central was like, no, 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 we, we're going to get this done. We're going to distribute this movie. So if it wasn't for Dread Central, we wouldn't... I don't know how much of an underground success Art the Clown and Terrifier would have been. So I love that. Wait, wasn't, wasn't Terrifier backed by Indiegogo previously? They, so, yeah, it was. They did do an Indiegogo campaign for it, but Dread Central ended up stepping up to the plate and helping Damien Leone distribute the film. So it dropped through Dead Central first, and then it ended up on Netflix, which was a mainstream platform. Um, I don't, I don't actually know the the. I can't fill in the gaps of that journey because I don't know how that happened, but I'm very happy it did because. The first time I saw Terrifier, 
If you look at the still on Netflix, it's literally just Art's face and it's just this terrified. You're like, what the fuck is this? And it's, it was intriguing enough that I was like, I need to watch this, but I had to make sure it was the same clown. So that by itself felt to me that there was enough of a successful trajectory. I had to make sure. Now, it's not the same actor. The guy who acted as Art the Clown in the first movie in All Hallows' Eve is not the same actor in Terrifier and then Terrifier 2, which is coming out, which we'll talk about later. Um, uh, Art the Clown is played by David Howard Thornton, who I love and who in interviews at the very least seems like the nicest guy in the world. Actually, like a professional mime in real life, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, like, studied uh, old-school comedy actors uh, who you who relied very heavily on body and physical comedy uh, as opposed to jokes. So he looked at Buster Keaton and Harpo Marx. Um, and um, that's really his whole background and mindset for, for art. And I'll get to how he views art in, in a second. So... For me, the fact that art is mute, and I'm starting with this only because you touched on it. The fact that art is mute and the f- in, in both films, obviously, and then in Terrifier, the fact that we get to see him get ready is sort of like this weird reverse Michael Myers. Michael Myers is the shape in Halloween. He doesn't talk. He wears a mask. And in Halloween, in the first one, the minute you see Michael get his mask removed, you realize there's a person under there. And it humanizes this supernatural force that he is. And I think that that's a, it's really one of the more monumental moments of Halloween when you realize that this guy isn't supernatural and he is just a human. And yet you watch his behavior through the movie and you have to think that at the rate that he just keeps going, there has to be something supernatural about him. So I think what put me off was, uh, in this regards, is the watch order. Because when you watch All Hallows Eve, um, like this Art the Clown, he's, um, you know, he's a lot, I feel like a lot closer to Pennywise. Um, He has like reality warping powers. um, So like he's um, showing the he's grisly murders on the videotape and then he's also manip- he's also like phasing in real life like all, all the while while these anthology stores are going on he's like subtly, subtly um te- uh terrorizing and messing with the kids upstairs sleeping uh also at the same time he caused the phone called oh, the phone to ring and it was the woman speaking this same dialogue from like this third story of or the third anthology and uh and then we we see him like warp warp in warp out um and that okay it's like oh that's pretty cool like uh he um he has like these he's like this cosmic hor- entity and like that interests me it's like okay that's cool <laughs> cosmic horror interests chris can't surprise <laughs> yeah and then, I guess you know, because I watch I watch these back to back, so maybe it was just way too fresh in my mind. But then when I watched Terrifier, it kind of it kind of like let me it kind of disappointed me 
that on the beginning scene uh where you see he's just like a regular regular guy just putting on a mask uh putting on makeup uh and it's like oh okay so he's just a normal guy and then and then later they're on um the the story of terror terrifier he gets like he's got stabbed multiple times he's, he's got conked on the head he keeps coming back and then he starts showing this more supernatural bent um so he puts doubt into your mind like what the hell is he is he like evolving to something and and then i thought th it really jumped the shark where like he you know he died he like he shot himself in the head <laughs> and then at the end he resurrects um all this all the weird paranormal stuff happens where he's in the, the autopsy's office he chokes the life out of the corner and he's free and i was like okay so I, to me what I, before i started doing research is like okay this seems like the the writers the creators they couldn't decide on anything or they're, they're just trying to put a fast one and then i read in, the, in one of the trivia i'm not sure if this is like 100 percent accurate but i think they were saying how terrifier was was a prequel in a way because uh this was meant for this this movie the timeline of the movie was meant to be when art the clown like first discovered he had supernatural powers so, like he didn't realize that he would become resurrected um and i still didn't that didn't still didn't explain anything to me it's like this, this just makes it so convoluted and maybe i'm thinking too much into it because he's like a supernatural killer and like this and with the slasher genre i mean you have like mike michael myers being like you know one of those one of those type of archetypes where like you don't you kind of just don't explain it freddy krueger jason michael myers all of these things that we love so much and the reason why we sort of just let the plot unfold the way we do is because we have some sort of understanding that they're always going to come back for one reason or another. I will say that in one of the interviews that I read between some production and, and Damien Leone was that Damien Leone was very disappointed with the way All Hallows Eve turned out. Um, there were a lot of things about the movie he didn't like, uh, not just in direction, just so many there was just like all-encompassing things that he didn't like terrifier is meant to be like the debut and solo of art the clown it's some it's meant to be your introduction to him the fact that damien leone is so uh a candid about the fact that he about how he feels about both of these movies and the process that he goes through i think only just again adds to it for me i think that this is this takes you right back to like 100% like grindhouse grit and gore and and exploitation and things like that and not everyone is a fan of that kind of of movie and you sort of have to like ride that that wave there are movies that do exist from the 70s and 80s that are violent like this for the sake of, of violence. And a common critique of Terrifier is that there's no there's no real development, there's no real arc. That's what that's what that's what pissed me off. You're not the only one. There are a lot of people that are like, 
because it's a showcase moment, it's just violence, violence, violence. It shows him as this machine. And a lot of people, when they watch a horror movie, they want some story to um, sort of chop up the violence so that you get a reprieve from a little bit of it. This is just bookend to bookend, just violence all the way through. Yeah. And like for me, I, I don't know, for me, like, I like to be entertained and engaged. And to me, to me, that's exactly hitting on why I didn't like it. It's like, this, it's just like, it's just gore every five seconds. Okay. Like, I do like gore, but like, switch it up a bit. Give me some like, plot of something to chew on. But this is also exactly what you didn't like about Poughkeepsie tapes, because Poughkeepsie tapes was tape after tape of just violence. And you didn't enjoy that about it. It's the same thing. Now, that's not to say that Terrifier 2 won't have a plot we don't know yet. I'm sort of taking it as it might be a lot of the same, but I'm taking this as Terrifier was the solo moment for art, and now we get the universe. And I'm I'm there for it. I'm okay with it. I guess it's for me, it's like a subvert is like a subversion of expectations because like how the movie started or terrifier i mean um you have tara hayes um and even in a synopsis like i thought tara would be the final girl and then like yeah i know and then they fucked that right in the ass which i love (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like i i didn't know like tara she dies like a third or halfway through the movie and then i was like okay well i thought she she was the protagonist what who am i supposed to be rooting for and then and then it was her sister was her sister it was like okay the really fucked up sister who clearly has some screws loose from everything that she went through too yeah and then and then they switched to the the pest control guys like okay maybe he's the protagonist but uh, after I watched the movies, oh, the the protagonist was was Art. Like Art's like the he's supposed to be the one. It's like okay, uh, yeah. And like and then it just be, I was like okay, well I don't really have any connection to Art. Like and like I just and he just it just became gore for gore's sake. And I was like okay, well this is just the I don't know. It just became very tiring watching like every five minutes. And yeah, that was there was like some cool things like or like cool practical practical effects. I'm not denying like the practical effects here were like really really top notch. Um, and they allude back to you know a craft that uh, like old 70s to 80s films you know did really well. Well, Damien Leone insisted on it. So he is solely responsible. He wrote and directed both of these movies. He is solely responsible for all the practical effects, for Art's makeup. He's the only person that does his makeup, his face. And any and some of the um, wounds sustained by things that Art has done are also done by him. So he does a lot in this movie. David Howard Thornton said that he would sometimes spend like eight hours in the makeup chair because Leone would start on his makeup and then have to leave. So like go set some stuff up and then have to come back and finish him and do whatever. And I think that that sort of gives me a new appreciation for 
for Terrifier and for Art as, as a character. And on top of that, there are just little things that are in this movie that you see and sort of appreciate that make it clear that Damien is, is a very big horror fan. Um, like one of the things besides having this very like heaven, heavy, like seventies, like grindhouse vibe is that is this contrasting background to lighting thing that he does. And the very heavy, like, red background, blue lighting, that whole combination is very reflective and reminiscent of Giallo, which is early Italian horror that achieves a lot of the same thing. And like I said, a lot of early horror, not necessarily Giallo, but some of it could be, uh, relies a lot on on violence and exploitation. Um, I will say that not every horror exploitation movie I am a fan of cannibal Holocaust is one of those movies. And I will not, I've seen that movie one time and that was enough. I will not watch that movie again. That was way that pushed it way too far. Not, not even with the people. There were just other elements of that movie that, that really, it took, it took it too far and I won't, I won't watch that again. So not every, horror exploitation film that does horror for the, that does violence for the sake of violence, I think is successful and, and is something to discuss. Or if it is, it's something to discuss for the right slash wrong reasons. But I understand why you wouldn't like a movie like this because it's literally just violence from end to end with almost no breathing room. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a pretty low bar for entertainment, but like, I also like to be like entertained and engaged. I like to think, and it, and like the answers they try to provide were just like more confusing than enlightening. It's like, oh, okay, well, he set you set him up as some like supernatural being. It's like, okay, cool, I could go with that. It's like, oh, then ter- terrifying happens. He's like, okay, so he's a serial killer. Um, okay, and then and then only at the end, he, like he, I don't know, maybe he made it. A d- deal with the devil or some dark power resurrecting at the end it's like then it just just jumped a shark for me it's like i don't understand what you're trying to do you're trying to do like two different things like stick with one you know maybe terrifier 2 will answer some of these questions i do want to talk about the practical effects for a second in one of the interviews i watched with the guy that plays art uh he said that the head of the guy in the pizzeria that he carves, not the one that's already carved, the one that he does himself. That was all created by Damien Leone. And he said that the detail in that was so amazing to work with because he didn't just create like a fake head with silicone wrapped around it for him to like go at. He created layers with this face. There was muscle and like sinew underneath and had all of these beautiful things attached to it that you have to imagine as an actor verbal or not must be a goddamn joy to work with so i just and again chris and i could go on for hours about the joy of practical effects and how in our oh so humble opinion they are far superior to cgi I will say, like, the, the the practical effects, for the most part, were really top-notch. Like, there was like, some pretty impressive stuff. Um, 
the thing that, again, I, I, I feel like I like All All Hallows Eve more than Terrifier is because Terrifier had more things to like, like piss me off. That's why All Hallows Eve kept bringing you back to the house, which created a present while you were watching the anthology. That's what I hated about All Hallows Eve the first time I saw it. Because I went from All Hallows Eve to Terrifier, and I just loved it so much that watching All Hallows Eve after that, it sort it really sort of made me mad. Now, now I can watch both of them, and they each have their own merit issues, what have you. But that's you and I had the opposite reactions to both of these movies. And then uh, what was tying tying back to like what what we were talking about with practical effects, like the thing. I feel like the one of the things that just really, well, there's two main things that really like gave me like a weird red flag about Terrifier was one like after seeing Terror after seeing All Hallows Eve back to back like that sudden face shift where Art suddenly like a real guy a real serial killer as like, like and when I was seeing him all as like a supernatural Penny Pennywise sort of character I was like okay that's weird um but okay um but the other thing that really bothered me was um seeing victoria during the interview um oh that interview section i gotta say like i i know i can't do any better but i really hated that <laughs> facial map like like uh when she, i hated it i thought it was it looked so bad looked so fake i didn't it just it took me out of the immersion so quickly. It's like, uh, to me, it reminded me like again. I'm gonna I might piss off some dreadfuls. Like, I am not a fan of Toxic Avenger. Like, I am not a fan of like some of the trauma films out there. Like, I I can't I can't get over like how bad like that prosthetic look. And I got the same feeling where it's like I can't look at your face and take it seriously like I, I could like like her her i could i mean her face like super deformed and then she was missing something in her eye and it just looked so horribly well like it was like to me it just looked like she they just put a bunch of play-doh and just smeared it over her face and it just i i couldn't it's like okay and okay so okay wait 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 because i think this i think this is great i think this is so great okay so here's the thing because we know that Art, like, started to eat her face while, like, before the cops came, I have to imagine, because this is, this is exactly what happened to Mason Verger in Hannibal. He has face eaten. Kind of looks like Gary Oldman from Hannibal, from, like, that, that's I did the not see that, that at all. But, I just... <laughs> but the difference is, the difference is, is he plays a character that has a fuck ton of money that can afford skin grafts and all of the stuff that money can buy to make him look like a human being. She can. That's that's the vibe I got from that. It's like Mason Ver it's like poor Mason Verger without the money. Well I bet the I bet that the the makeup prosthetic job on him looks so so much better. Like I love the clouded eye. She had one too. She had one too. 
But it looks so bad. I, I don't know if I look at the same thing. It looks so bad to me. Because, because here's the thing. is Like I said, you have to try and look at it as like broke Mason Verger with no money that can't afford to have a face looking the way he does. That's why he looks the way he does is because he can do what money can buy. If you think about a normal human being... If that happens to them, they're probably gonna look like that. Like they can't. I'm not arguing, but it, wait, but it looks like within the world of the universe. I'm looking. I'm looking at it as like from a from a special effects standpoint. It just looks bad to me. It does not look. It does not look like 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 compared to all the other stuff that I've seen. Like so many like decapitated heads. Uh, recreations of heads in Terrifier and All Hallows Eve, they look really good. They look accurate. Like, like there's so many times where, like, the Art the Clown, like, chopped off the head, and, like, the prosthetic they were using looks really good. It looks pretty damn close to, like, the actual actor's head. When I'm looking at Victoria's face, I'm telling you, they, it just, it felt like, I, I don't know, I don't know if, like, that was one of the last scenes they they filmed and they just ran out of budget but i don't think that's the case because like are you you know from what from what hearing you like this is a guy who takes serious pride and time with his craft but like that that victoria face it's just it looked terrible to me terrible and I, I i'm not gonna apologize it just looks so bad to me and it's like i i feel like he can do better than that face i mean and he does he does with every other prosthetic every other effect scene like it's awesome it's it's great it's it's per like i just can't get over that face it looked terrible to me and now i present to you the section of the dread central interview with damien leone where they ask him Looking at the movie in its finished form, what would you have invested more in? And what would you have invested less in? Not necessarily money. It could be focus, energy, whatever. From Damien Leone's own mouth, my biggest regret is I wish I would have fleshed out Samantha Scafidi's character more, who was the sister, Victoria the second heroine in the movie who gets deformed at the end. It's tough to direct and do the special effects. That definitely takes a toll, and both of those jobs get sacrificed to a degree. I would rather hire a great makeup crew to do all the effects, and I could just focus 100% on directing. For Art the Clown, we had to make him up probably 19 times throughout the course of the movie. It takes two to three hours, and that's before we go into a 12 to 14 hour day. And then I got to help him clean it off. And then by the time you go home and go to sleep and come back, it's insane. You do that for five days in a row, you're dead. Half the time, I was just on autopilot. So apparently, Damien Leone hates it just as much as you do. <laughs> Actually, no, not yet. I, 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 Iris. I mean, I understand. Like, it's, this is a very indie film, and you know, he's—it's his baby. Can you imagine exuding all of the? Like, I feel like I love this, and I feel bad, but I also love it so much. Like, can you imagine exuding all of this energy into this product, into this thing? And, like, you want to do everything because you want to, like, you basically want to pee all over this movie and be like, it's mine. 
and you want to make sure everybody knows it's yours. Like, I get it. I get it. But I needed, I needed that moment <laughs> with you. <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, he, it's clear, it's clear that he's very passionate about the film. Like, you can see how passionate he is. And, like, I think that, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. I'm, a, I, you know, when, when I'm on projects, I'm, a, I'm kind of a, of a control freak. I want my hands in everything because, like, I guess there's a, I, I, I wouldn't want to, it's probably arrogance. It's probably like arrogance, is, but it's also like, okay, I, like I want this project to be good, and and if it falls on me, I I can I can you know take the responsibility for that. Like I can say like well, um, if it falls on me, yeah, I that's fine. Like um, and I can see that kind of I, I I can empathize with 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 uh with him on that aspect. But at the same time, this is something in my real professional life that I'm still working on. Like you know you gotta be able to like delegate you but got to be able to find and other people who you can trust and to um uh share that shares your vision but also like let them let them take the reins um because like you can't do it all even though a person like me who can definitely empathize i i want to do it all and I, I feel like that's the same with him but you can't and you know you just you just spell it out crystal clear in that interview so when it's when it's a passion project and it's something that is that you have wanted to see come to life as like this, I understand the mentality of this has to be done right, so I have to do it myself. So um, my hope for Terrifier 2 is that he takes all of these things that he liked, didn't like, worked through for all of these for both of these movies and allows himself to do what he wants to do whether it's direct and then just do arts makeup and let a team or somebody else do everything else like i hope that that is the direction they went in because listening to him talk and listening to him say how inspired he was by like tom savini who is like the godfather of special effects makeup. Like that man can do anything. The masks he's been making for coronavirus, I'll just say if I had the money to shell out to buy one of those, I would in like a heartbeat. But you can, I feel like everything that he feels for horror and, and all of these movies, you, you, can, you can see it. And you can feel it when you watch this, which is why a lot of the things that you don't like about this movie don't bother me because I get it. And I just like, not that you don't get it, but like, I just, I feed off of it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I see what you did there. Like you wanted a little bit of this and you wanted a little bit of that. And Oh yeah, I can see that there. And like, I just, I eat that shit up with a spoon. Also not that, and not nothing against the original actor that played are in the in all hallows eve but david howard thornton like maybe i'm biased but i love him uh, thornton has a lot more physicality um than the first one i i, I do give it that he, I, I and that's why thornton's portrayal has more of a cult following and i'll and i'm making it my mission to meet david howard thornton <laughs> When all this is over, 
Like it's my mission to meet him when COVID is over because I need to like either just meet him and tell him how much I love him as Art the Clown or do that or take a picture with him as Art the Clown because like I need that moment in my life. But also I think it's extremely telling for how he feels about Art the Clown and how he feels about his own portrayal uh, as Art the Clown. When you hear him describe Art as the bastard child of Harpo, Marx, and <laughs> Freddy Krueger. I love that. And I think that it was a, a, a questionable moment for Damien to pick that Art is mute. But it's also quite challenging for an actor. And I think that anybody who rises to that occasion and successfully pulls it off really does something, can really, really like play with art. And I think that that in and of itself is just as a totally different direction, really just blew me away. I personally think that this guy could give Pennywise a run for his goddamn money because this guy is fucked three ways towards the wind but that's just you know that's just me i think thornton like he he doesn't just do like creepy or like menacing he does like he injects like bits of comedic acting into his performance which is really hard to do when you have something as terrifying as art the clown but you still want to you know try to cut the levity or try to in inject like some gallows macabre black humor into it and all the while not like not saying anything like you know like simple tricks were like he's riding around on a tricycle and he falls over or um or the fact that he's um awkwardly staring and like uh what's her name dawn is taking selfies with him and he's just being completely pan or uh deadpan about it so i mean i just his his big thing that he said was that apart from being very physical is he said that Damien was like, I need you to animate one part of you while keeping your eyes as dead as humanly possible. The fact that you, as an actor, you a get that direction and know what to do with it and then do it successfully, I think just speaks volumes to who he is as an actor. And I can't wait to see him do terrifier too. I don't know when it's coming out. We bef like it's supposed to come out this year. I have a I have a feeling it probably still will because it's not like this was going to get like a giant theatrical release, I'm pretty sure. It's probably going to go straight to video on demand. Um which works well for for this little franchise he's establishing. I'm not mad at it. I think that it's and it still creates a level of success for the movie because we're all in quarantine. So this could still be the best time for this movie to come out. So I have nothing, I have nothing against that. I think that that's great, especially if that's where it started. I do want to ask something of you, even though I know you didn't like it as much as I did. Um, so I've read some reviews and I've seen some interviews of people that genuinely liked the movie but apart from the character push like character development push that it lacked um another thing that they didn't like about it was the fact that art in 
Terrifier uses a gun as a weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was an article, I think, written by Lady Disgusting or Dredge Central, where it was like, I forget, I'm paraphrasing the title, but um, it was something like, does Art the Clowns uh, break the rules of slasher films? And I thought it was cool. I thought I thought it was like a, it was something I wasn't expecting. Because uh, like with most, if not all, you know, slasher monsters in the league of like, uh, like Jason or Michael, um, you know, they they exude this uh, constitution and power and form that is so death defying. Like you could shoot them with a billion bullets, they'll still get back up. And like they don't need a gun. They 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 use their bare hands. They they want to get up close and personal. They want to save their little emotions, like the Joker would say, with knives and chainsaws. Um, but the fact that, like, like you know, when um, Art seen on the ropes, he just pulls out a gun and shoots them. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That was that's not something that I've seen before. Did you think? Did you think that it was done for the sake of being, um, of of being unexpected of being unhinged like oh we don't know what art's gonna do so he pulled a gun out of all the things that he carries around in a trash bag full of weapons he pulled out a gun like did you think that that was a detriment i didn't think that was out of the normal because like they could compare like i feel like the gun was like the most like the least shocking thing uh on on a on a on a what's it called on a continuum like the, the one of his trademark trademark weapons is a makeshift cat of nine tails where he where he attaches like a random random razor blades and scissors and scalpels to it. like okay that's cool um and i and the the fact that he had a gun is like okay well that leaves the credence i guess i guess on a Okay, let me backtrack. If if this if on a timeline, if like Terrifier is meant to be his origin story, and All Hallows Eve, if we consider that canon, um, that's like much later where he's like full blown supernatural force. Um, you know, this is a serial killer, and um, you know, a serial killer, uh, you know, will has his instruments, and you know, when I don't whether out of pure torture because like having a gun pointed in your face is terrifying and like art whether as a revenant or as like a simple everyday serial killer like a a, a monster in human's clothing like ha- you know a gun it elicits a shit ton of terror um and i you know i didn't i i, I thought i appreciated that i was like oh i wasn't expecting that's pretty cool um and I didn't think, I didn't think it broke any rules. I didn't think it broke any taboos. I think it was just something that, um, I think it was something like, oh, okay, um, that's just that's something I've, I, that just, if anything, that just makes us the slasher even more scary. Like, what's what's worse than an unstoppable slasher? Unstoppable slasher with with guns and like a ton of bullets. And not only can he kill you up close and personal, he can shoot you while you're running away, like a like a mile away. You know? 
So I found the one thing that Chris liked about this movie. Was the, the weapon roulette in the garbage bags that Art carries around. I mean, honestly, I don't, uh, I know you love Art. Uh, not really, not, not, not one of my top five, top ten slashers. I just think he looked so creepy. And then everything with the hat and the and the prosthetic and uh I'm all like I'm thoroughly obsessed. I, I really, I really do love it. Again, I'm still very lukewarm about art is like I know, I know, and you know what? I don't even care. Like here's the thing. I know when Terrifier 2 comes out. Out of pure obligation, we're gonna have to do this. So I'm curious to see where they take terrifier to and like what they decide to do with it so this so i have two two follow-up questions so according to the imdb for terrifier 2 so quote after being resurrected by a sinister entity art the clown returns to the timid town of miles county where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on halloween night so it seems like they're again terrifier was supposed to be the origin story then they it seems here they explain why like the, the old crazy weird scene in the in the uh coroner's office happened and now terrifier too like art's now like this agent of like an evil god um so that we, we might get some answers uh about that but um one one i wanted to I wanted to get your thoughts on that, and also wanted to ask you if you've ever watched or how familiar you are with The Ninth Circle, which was one of it, it's a short film where art first originated. So I've never, I so I've heard a couple of things. I don't think I've seen it, and I'll tell you why. I've heard people say that The Ninth Circle was a short that Damien Leone did that they then inserted into All Hallows' Eve, but I don't know which, I don't know where it is. But then I've also heard that the Ninth Circle is its own separate entity that art comes up in. I don't actually know what the real answer is, so I may or may not have seen it, is my answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, art, def art definitely shows up in the Ninth Circle. And with your other point, um, I was reading how um well actually i mean the ninth the ninth circle i don't remember if that was his first short film but i think in 2011 terrifier started as a short film i don't and then i i know for all hallows eve which came out in 2013 he used footage from his original short films and integrated that into the final cut i'm not again i don't remember which films they originated from um but yeah art definitely um i mean he definitely appeared in the ninth circle uh he was only a minor character but he made an impact um and i think this fan reception for for art um was inspired him or inspired him to do the terrifier short film and then after that then it spawned into um these other films so i was just i was just curious um because that's like the very first oh um the ninth circle was the very first uh appearance of art that's what i've heard so i've heard a bunch of different things so again like i've never actually like looked up the ninth circle and tried to find a place to uh watch it i've just sort of 
terribly, I might add, relied on the internet saying, yeah, you've seen it. It was sort of spliced in with all hell is Eve, so you've definitely seen it. Um, I'll do a follow-up on that, though. Like, I will actually go seek it out and see what it actually is and and do a follow-up on that when when this airs so that I can have a definite answer. Um, I do want to say that David Howard Thornton sat down with Bloody Disgusting to talk about Terrifier 2 and Terrifier 3. So I just want to show you where he says art's going to sort of gauge where you're at. Again, knowing that this wasn't your favorite thing in the world. So he says, Terrifier, the first one. So this is, again, is just totally separate from All Hallows' Eve. All Hallows' Eve anthology film just sort of does its own thing. It's its own entity. The only reason why I grouped it together for this episode is because they both contain Art the Clown. If Terrifier 2 was out already, we'd be doing Terrifier and Terrifier 2 and just completely leave out all all Hallows' Eve. And I feel like this might be a different vibe. We don't know. So he says that Terrifier, the first one, establishes art. Now that we've established what art is about, so straight up violence, we can start fleshing out the world around him and how he affects the world around him and how that affects him as well. So that's what we're going to explore more in the second one. Thornton says that despite the current lack of financing, and again, when this was written, this article was written, this was about a year ago, so this was before they were fully funded, ready for distribution, and all that good stuff. Um, they, okay, bubble, okay, you don't really need that. We'll delve in a little bit into who he is, his background, but not too much yet. We want a slow build up. According to Thornton, the scope of the sequel will be considerably larger than the first film. The team has a lot of fresh material and plans to focus on much bigger ideas this time. We definitely want to bring in a true protagonist to go against him in this one. So this is Thornton definitively saying that there will be a central protagonist in the sequel. He alluded to the fact that the protagonist would possibly come back for a third film in the trilogy and that Leone is already working on another script and that they wrote Terrifier 2 with a third in mind. So there's going to be, from what this sounds like, a final girl. So she's not going to die. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I, I literally just posted in the Discord. Um, I This may be the most recent news about Terrifier we've had. This was published, A Bloody Disgusting, on June 1st, 2020. Uh, so they posted a bunch of uh, new images uh, featuring Lauren Lavera, who's the leading lady here. She, she's the she's getting like top billing alongside Thornton as Art the Clown. Yeah, and uh, she's the she's the lead. And uh, again, this movie's taking place on Halloween night. She's dressed up uh, as an angel warrior costume on Halloween night. She kind of looks like she's trying to emulate. A Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm looking at these images. Okay, it's like pretty cool. I think, for, by the way, this looks, we're looking at our final girl. I think so. Um, yeah, I just, uh, that bothered me so much about Terrifier 1. There wasn't 
Well, I mean, I guess there was a final girl, Victoria, but like she just went batshit crazy and killed the she killed the babysitter. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say this. That was like the one thing that like kind of bothered me was that they used the same actress to do two different things and she had already established like that kind of irked me. I was like, um, but I, I mean, I could see why they, they they probably had a good working relationship on the first film, and uh, she'll be in the second one. Actually, no, she won't. She died. Yeah, she died. Or I mean, well, we didn't even we didn't see the news anchor specifically die. We just saw her eyes gouged out. Like she could still be alive. Who knows? But yeah, so that, I think that's like the latest news. Like this, I mean, this was a month ago, but I haven't seen anything else pop up about Terrifier yet. I mean, when when Damien and David first started posting like behind the scenes photos of art, uh, like on set for Terrifier Two, I remember the first one was just a, a picture of the back of Art's head in front of a Ferris wheel, and it was like Art's back. So I remember seeing that and getting really excited. We still haven't seen a trailer, I believe. No, we haven't. Otherwise, we would have been talking about it. There's been no trailer yet, but that's okay. As of last month, or a week ago last month, we have a final, what we believe to be our final girl, who is going to go up against Art in this next one. She looks like she could, you know, give Art a run for his money. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I clearly love Art the Clown more than than Chris does. If Chris and I go to a horror a horror convention, I don't see Chris lining up to go meet David Howard Thornton. I will. No, I'm gonna. If John Carpenter's there, I'll be like, peace. I'm gonna go see John Carpenter. <laughs> I, I will. I, I will go. I will go meet David Howard Thornton. <laughs> Hopefully, dressed up as Art the Clown because I'm a statist. <laughs> But all in all, I have a feeling I know how you're going to rate this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Ratings. Let's let's get into it. I would say I'd probably rate All Hallows Eve like two and a half out of, or two and a half clowns out of five. I mean, I, I the, the points I have in its favor, like I, I love the anthology style. Like I, I wish I wish there was more horror anthology things out there to consume. Um, I guess I, I love Trick or Treat. Uh, you know, I love like Creep Show. Those are successful anthology movies that do it correctly. Yes, I'm. Yeah, and uh, so this film was like okay, and um, um, and this film it was I I you know I I liked how it changed settings, so it kept it interesting. Um, I thought like the bridging narrative was pretty good. Um, you know, I was kind of sad that the kids died i thought it was like oh, okay well um i thought i was sad that the kids died because for me i mean okay yes i was sad because ch- they were children but i wasn't sad because for me it means that he has no limits and again i think that that is a big element of exploitation films is zero limits which is why i hate cannibal holocaust because they kill animals but those animals actually die in those mo- in that movie but that's a whole yeah that's a whole other conversation um but that is a big thing of like horror exploitation movies where they have no limits and it's about pushing all of that so yeah of course the kids were gonna die and of course it was gonna be brutal 
<laughs> you guys like screw children yeah <laughs> they were also okay i'm not saying they deserved it but these kids were assholes <laughs> like like i mean tia tia wasn't the the kid was his name timmy she was fine but but the brother was a dickhead the the brother kind of kind of had it coming like tia though tia was she was an innocent bystander i i stand with with tia uh so i mean art the clown he was uh I mean, he was, I thought it was good, he was, you know, I thought it was good. Um, um, I think the one thing that really, uh, I mean, I guess that's the nature of the anthology format. Like, you know, they're all very different types of tones and flavors. Uh, to me, um, I think the one that I hated the most was the alien crashing in the uh, the alien story i felt like it had very very little to do with like the mythology of art um i thought it was just very stupid um i mean uh, the i it's just like the it's, it's just like it's like a, a alien craft crash landed and this alien um just chasing around a, a lone woman around in her house um, and like all the power and this in the in a certain radius was knocked out. Um, and like the only bridging narrative to like the rest of the narrative is just like the painting uh, that the husband drew in a trance was Art's face. And it's like I am I supposed to be what? Okay, am I supposed to be scared or is it supposed to be like oh my god this was a, a third act reveal? I was like no. I was like I. I, I it just seemed really shoehorned into me, um, and then with Terrifier, like I'll give it two out of five clowns, and I would only give it that high of a rating because like one because of not because of art the clowns care uh, like his not the character I'm not really a fan of art the clown, um, but I can respect the craft and the physicality and the 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 amount of work Thornton put in to like make him the life and like like you could and I could I could appreciate the passion he put into it and similarly like there's a lot of really good practical effects here and I appreciated that I can see how Damien's really um you know he loves this medium he loves uh the cinematic lineage like all this film draws on from slashes and thrillers and exploitation films but the plot was just so sloppy there wasn't really a plot uh it was very th and like th there's not a character development it was very little but i think that the character development stood second service to just like the spectacle and the schlock and i thought i th i honestly think like too much that was too much of a good thing uh i thought it took away from like creating an engaging narrative and i you know i just it was just too much gore for gore's sake, and it's just like, okay, like, cool. I the gore is great, but after like the millionth times, like, I'm show me something different, show me something new. Um, but yeah, I, I I I I hate to say it, but I'm not at the same time. I I honestly will won't I don't I don't see myself watching this film like on my own volition except for this podcast and the same for like terrifier 2 that's probably the only reason why i'll watch this film or the rest of these films just to just for the sake of research other than that it's like eh it's not it's not for me
total opposite of Chris, in case we haven't noticed this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for fucking Terrifier 2. I am so excited. Um, I can't wait to see what Damian Leone does. I do sincerely hope that he sort of falls back on a uh, team and a crew this time, because I think it would be really, really beneficial. Um, but that being said, I think I have like this new like love affair with Arthur Clown. I wouldn't mind if he killed me in a movie. Um, that we had that home bone tomahawk moment where now I understand how guys feel watching Bone Tomahawk because I felt some kind of way watching that one scene in Terrifier. So there were just a lot of things that I do genuinely enjoy about Terrifier. So I'm gonna give it a 4.8 out of five arts. Um, All Hallows Eve is still kind of like wishy-washy for me only because it's not strong. Like for me personally as a fan, it's an anthology movie, sure, but it's not the strongest. So I'll give it a 3.8 out of 5. Um, the only reason why it doesn't get a 3.5 is because of Art the Clown. <laughs> I clearly just really like Art the Clown as like a villain and a character. Uh, I'm very, very, very fucking excited for Terrifier 2. Shocking. Happy that you're happy. I'm like, eh, whatever. I know you're so <laughs> eh about it, but you know what? I kind of love that you're like, eh about it because you do realize that because of the mentality, and we would be doing this if you loved it anyway, but we're going to have to talk about Terrifier 2 when it comes out. I um, mean, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it just for the podcast. I'll, I'll do it for you. I'll watch it for your eye. But other than that, I'm like, okay. You, bitch. Uh... Like, let's hold on. <laughs> hold the fucking phone. But yeah, I am. I'm so, I, oh yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with art, especially, especially, I didn't mind that they didn't give him a final girl, but if they do, and in Terrifier 2, and if there's a third, if that is their intent to give him a final girl, she's going to be one hell of a goddamn final girl to give him a run for his money, because this dude is fucked to shit. So I'm excited for that to be like brought to life. So, yeah. I'm stoked. I'm meh. That's okay. <laughs> broken, broken record. <laughs> I know, I know. Would it make you feel better if you told the Dreadfuls what we're talking about next week? Uh, I don't know what's going on next week. <laughs> I need to look at Trello. I haven't seen any of these movies, by the way, so I'm going in blind. Oh, shit. We're going to watch Crawl. I'm so excited to watch Crawl. The trailer looks so bad. The trailer made it look so bad. So next week we're doing like Nature Strikes Back. We're doing Boar from 2017. And then we're doing Crawl from 2019. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already very excited for this episode because like I love like really hokey creature features like this. It reminds me of like a simpler time. I love Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea is a masterpiece. And I will not stop talking about it, about how much of a masterpiece. I can't wait to, when we do that next year. I know. But so is Lake Placid, might I add. Lake Placid is also about a killer crocodile that is also ridiculous. So good. It, it just reminds me of, like, I think my love. I mean, maybe this is fodder for, like, the next time or next episode. But, like, I I loved it when sci-fi would do all their original movie 
programming and it was always like the crappy cgi and it always had to do with like like an oversized spider that could eat people or He's i remember this yes yes or like sharknado or like ah uh, like sharktopus versus mega mega octopus or whatever um or like i remember this one sci-fi film was where like common rattlesnakes started breeding with like a super poisonous snake from like the amazon and it created like a breed of super snakes that were made in this town i love like really bad hokey creature features like that so i i think this would be my palate cleanser this is gonna be chris's palate cleanser i'm really excited i think that we should put Velocipaster on the oh list. Oh my god, I can't, Velocipasters, I I was telling you about this before. I know like, you were. Velocipasters, uh, Velocipaster and Tammy and the T-Rex, that's what Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's perfect because they're both dinosaurs. We should just do yes. a dinosaur movie. Very good. Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> yes. I'm going to put another, tra- I'm going to put it on the board right now. Um, Yes. So this is going to be Chris's palate cleanser. I'm excited because I never saw the trailer for Boar, but I did see the trailer for Crawl. And even though an actress that I like is in it, I looked at the trailer and I was like, damn, I don't even think she can save this movie. I'm excited because I've, I've read some reviews from fans that are like, the movie is so much better than the trailer. And then I've also read that people are like, it's bad, but in that it's so bad, it's good way. So I'm really excited to go into both of these completely blind and not know what the fuck I'm watching. I'm so excited. You're just watching it. You're just wa- like, I just remember, what, I forget which movie I was watching, but Crawl was, the, <laughs> Crawl was the, the trailer or one of the opening trailers. And then... When it started playing after the trailer wrap, you just heard this super audible, low, loud groan throughout the entire audience. Like, yes, this is the tea that I need yeah. right now. This is beautiful. Chris, I'm so excited to get into this with you. This is going to be a fucking blast. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. On that note, thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps. You can listen to us on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left 4 Dread Pod. You can find us on Facebook, and you can check us out on our website at leftfordread.com. Yeah, and get ready for Boar versus Crawl. I can't wait. Um, I know, I'm so excited. It's going to be so dumb. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, it's not every day that, like, Ryan and I, like, disagree over things. Um, I love that we disagree on this yeah. show. I, I'm, st- I'm, I'm going out knowing that, like, we disagreed on this, and I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I love it. And not for anything, you can, you can enjoy our very, very different takes and our, our hot takes. Uh, and take it from where we will. Over again, like I loved it. You hated it. I don't think you. I don't think you hated this like as much. No, like I, I think on a continuum, I hated Poughkeepsie tapes more than I hated this film. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I mean, it's up to you. This is all subjective, but uh, uh, we just want to say, you know, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you're still staying safe and healthy out there. Uh, And don't forget, stay dreadful. I love that you didn't like this.
episode. Uh, it's not every day that like Brian and I like disagree over things. Um, yeah. Yeah, if not for anything, you can you can enjoy our very very different takes and our our hot takes, um, and take it from where we will. Are you? <laughs> no, like I I think on a continuum, I hated Poughkeepsie tapes more than I hated this film. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, I mean, it's up to you. This is all subjective, but uh, uh, we just want to say, you know, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you're still staying safe and healthy out there. Uh, and don't forget, stay dreadful! Alright, let me kill Craig. <laughs>